0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Awakened Catholic show. My name is Nick Delatory and this is the first of many interviews we're going to be doing here on location. It might not look like we're on location. It might look like we're in our beautiful studio back back home in Northwest Ohio, but we're not. It's deceiving because we did such a good job of making our booth at the Catholic Marketing Networks Momentum 21 conference as beautiful as it is Uh, I wish I could take the credit for that, but it's really, we just have such a great team here. Um, And so anyways, today I am so excited to introduce you to my guest, Monica Ashour.
1: Ashour. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. Monica, welcome to the Awakened Catholic Show.
1: Thank you very much i 'm so
0: excited to talk to you. The organization that you 're here representing um, is is doing things that uh, matter to me more than most things do, and that 's uh, stuff related to theology of the body. I had heard of Tobit before, um, and I always assumed it was a noun, a name. Uh, little did I know you guys were doing a cute little uh, play on on toe bit with an I. Yeah, which is in the
1: Theology of the Body.
0: Yes, and this is an acronym for the Theology of the Body Evangelization Team, you which I it. think is absolutely marvelous. Hello, everyone. You are observing the live stream of the Awakened Catholic show. The magic is happening, magic is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of that, this conversation is coming up right after this. Welcome back to The Awakened Catholic Show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Before we begin, I just want to tell you that we are sponsored today. Our, our, our presence at the Momentum 21 conference is sponsored by Select International Tours. And uh, if you don't know about Select International Tours, you need to change that. They are the premier Catholic pilgrimage company in the United States. We have partnered with them on multiple levels. They are an ongoing sponsor for Awakened Catholic. Um, and we have two pilgrimages with them this year: one to Paris, France, and with an uh, optional extension to Lourdes, as well as to the Holy Land. And I'm I'm going on that one with my wife Alina. And uh, you should go on either of those. Please come to the one I'm going on because I would love for you to join me. Um, SelectInternationalTours.com/awaken is where you can learn more about that. Select. Thank you for bringing us here, and thank you for sponsoring all of these episodes we're doing, Monica. So good to have you on the show.
1: Glad to be here. Thank you, Nick.
0: So you guys are based in Texas, and uh, is that where everyone that works there? Or are you guys doing like the post-COVID? Everyone's working remotely. You got people all over the country. What what is the status of Tobit well, as far as that Texas, goes? Texas,
1: Texas, such a good state that yeah. we're opened up again. <laughs> no one wants so to leave, leave anywhere. Really happy about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Please take
0: right. uh, take the informational card in the middle there too. Thank you, sir. Um, So how did you get, uh, did you have a passion about Theology of the Body before you were involved with Tobit, or did that come with Tobit?
1: It came with Tobit. Okay. There were a whole bunch of us um, young adults over 20 years ago. Um, Hardly anyone knew about Theology of the Body, and so a few of us heard about Christopher West. We listened to some of his tapes, and the rest was history. We're like... We, this is life changing. We need to do something, right? And so we invented Tobit uh, the, with the power of the Holy Spirit, obviously. And so a you, lot of oh, work. it
0: does say I. You I didn't realize. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was talking to El Presidente or yeah, La Presidente. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the founder and author of Tobit. Goodness gracious, I, I'm, I'm getting a little, <laughs> little flushed here. This is this is exciting, uh, Monica. So. Thank you for, for initiating such an important thing. And, and I remember when I worked at the Diocese of Toledo, we had conversations about Tobit and how you were developing materials for young children, which, oh, my gosh, I say all the time uh, on, on my show, uh, at the presentations that I give, I say all the time, if only I had been taught from an early age about my dignity, about the dignity of the people around me, about my sexuality when appropriate... Um, I, I, if only I had learned those things, everything could have been different.
1: Amen. That's what I hear all the time. Yeah. All the time. In fact, that's one of the reasons why my team and I started writing these because I get I got phone calls from Canada and all over. They're like, "Please start the theology of body earlier."
0: Yeah, so we did absolutely. It. Oh man. And so, how did you go about navigating bringing these uh, these themes, which are so deeply uh, intimate and, and woven into like our very identity and and just what it is to be a human person. How did you take the maturity of, of these issues, these questions, and and scale them back to something a kid can digest?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I would say a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, um, education. I have a couple of master's degrees from the University of Dallas. And just soaking it in, you know, people talk about the 10,000 hour where you like, oh, I get it. Yes. So it's like I read The Theology of the Body, the actual big, thick text over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then absorbing that, I'm like, oh, now I get it. I can map this out.
0: That's fantastic. So
1: yeah. So some of the books here, like I knew I needed to do The Body and Holy Mass. So all of the books are called The Body Matters.
0: Okay. Yeah. And
1: I decided that is what we needed to go with because maybe you'll bring this up later in the conversation. Some of the wrong things that are going on in society is mm-hmm. because we don't think the body matters. Correct. There's not a sacramental uh, view of reality. And so this is God's design. This is our body. I have books in front of me. Our body made male and female. Do you female. want to hold them
0: up for the camera? Oh, Here, sure. I'll, I'll do the close-up on you so you can oh, get a better great. shot of it.
1: Great. So, yeah. I mean, something like this. Is that showing? Yeah. So this picture is like what happens in consecration. And there's St. John Paul, your hero and mine, and among others. Oh, and, yeah. You know, this one for third grade—they're—they're they're about ready to listen and to understand the, the design of the body. Um, this is the one I'm probably getting go to get jail for. <laughs> Our bodies made male and female. Um, obviously, that. Is... And
0: now we're canceled.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't apologize but for this, the truth.
1: Yeah, I know. This is one of the funniest—not funniest, uh, funniest ones—the most important ones, I think. Catholicism for everybody. It's yes. It's my perspective of like ecclesiology, the study of the church, and Mariology, and moral theology. And it's just taking the Catholic faith from a theology body perspective. And it's for eighth graders. And some adults see it and they're like, what? Why didn't we know this? Kind of like what you were saying. That's definitely me.
0: I love that. So much good stuff. And I, uh, you know, at the moment we're homeschooling, but we are probably going to be transitioning our kids uh, to be a part of uh, an evangelical school. Um, and, and just from the standpoint, you know, my wife and I did a lot of work in discerning like the different uh, Catholic schools in the area, the different options that were at our disposal. And we love homeschooling a lot. The kids love it. Um, but in terms of some of the, the ways in which God has called us to, to work in the world as a couple, um, between awakened Catholic and the music that my wife and I make, it's just we can't do everything. And so, you know, there was almost a, a pride that we needed to just kind of swallow and just say, you know, we, pride is a sin. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's be virtuous in acknowledging the truth of our circumstances. Um, anyways, that having been said, I know that the, the school we're sending them to, we did a lot of discernment surrounding, like, what are the mission statements of these schools and stuff? And the... The, the parochial schools, the Catholic schools that we were looking at, a lot of them include phrasing like a, a real emphasis on the parents being the primary catechist and stuff. And that is so good and important when that is really happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And so in contrast, we saw in uh, the evangelical school that, that we uh, are probably going to go with, um, there's just such a, a zeal and a passion for spreading the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel. And it just is pouring out from every sentence in their mission statement. And that passion is what I want my kids surrounded by. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know that their employment process is like, you know, uh, they really grill you and make sure you love God before you're even considered for, a, you know, a, a secretarial role or something.
1: Yeah. I, I used to be a teacher. And yeah. so the schools where I taught at Catholic schools... You could tell they had the Catholic culture when the teachers believed in Jesus Christ and yeah. the church, and we gave our lives over to him. You know, yes, that's church. beautiful. That's so, so good.
0: So, so my point in bringing that up is looking at materials like this, I, I get excited by the notion that I could use this as a parent, whether I'm homeschooling or sending them to a non-Catholic school or even a lot of Catholic schools that have are, are not this cutting edge. Um, these are tools that even parents could take advantage of and really uh, contribute to the, the formation of their children. And I, I personally am just so excited about that. Yeah,
1: thank you very much. And, and absolutely, it's it's like um, homeschoolers, yeah. as well as faith formation, as well as Catholic schools are purchasing the Tobit, the Body Matters books. And what you mentioned about parents it's so on my heart because I want parents to, like, open up these books. How about this one? Everybody reveals God. So you can imagine, like, your child. You read it next to him Hold or her. Hold that one up. Oh, yeah, I forgot Uh, You read it next to him or her and, you know, go through these diagrams and what it means to to love God. Yeah. And then we have parent guides that go along with it. So you don't have to be intimidated. Yeah. But by the way, like, they're so simple but beautiful. Right. And also they they cover Pope John Paul's, you know, theology of the body in age-accessible ways. So you parents can learn alongside of the children and get dialogue going.
0: Wow. Well, I I personally uh, am excited. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to definitely talk to my wife about this. And ever since I left the diocese where I had uh, been in conversations surrounding this topic, because I used to run the office of marriage and family life for the diocese. um, I, I remembered it, but like between then and now, so much has happened in my life that it was just not on my radar. And like, I'm uh, super annoyed that I had not remembered about this. Uh, so, gosh, Monica, thank you so much. Uh, for the work that you're doing, is there anything you want people to um, to know specifically about your work for young people?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so when I give talks, what I often will um, say is things like this. How do you know you're hungry? How do you know you're tired? How do you know if you need to go to the bathroom? All the answer is body, 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 body. Yes. So do you know how many times Pope John Paul uses the word soul in the theology of the body? 55 times. How about the word spirit? 91 times. How about body? (laughs) 1,319 times. Yes, yes. So the body does matter. Yes. And so my thing is, that's what I'm going to give a talk in a couple of days here at this conference and I'm going to bring up, let's talk about the body and its significance because that's what Pope John Paul gives to us. It's not a theology of sex. It's not a theology of the person. It's not a theology of marriage. It's a theology of the body. Yes. And so to take that seriously, it's the visible revealing the invisible. Yes. And to me, that's the bottom line of the theology of the body, a sacramental view of reality.
0: I totally agree. And I think one of the one of the greatest insights that I gain in navigating um, the the, the themes in the theology of the body is uh, it, there. There's there's such an important uh, thing to be gained in st- uh, how do I put these in the words? This has been such a long day already, and it's only the first day of the conference. <laughs> oh, you can do it! Nick. I, had, I had to give uh, be a part of two presentations today. I'm sorry. Um, to 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 move away from a worldview that my body is somehow separate from me—that's a heresy. Uh, to To stop thinking of it as like a like a, a flesh suit for your spirit um, and really a, a more integrated reality that my body is a part of what I am and and it is not separate and I think um, what what we gain in learning that is so much more clarity on on gender ideology issues that are so rampant right now where people just don 't have a clue right. Um, I studied gender a lot because when I was at the diocese, uh, one of my projects right before I left, uh, and I 'm not saying that this drove me to leave, but one of my projects um, I was put uh, in charge with uh, Bishop Daniel Thomas to develop the policies surrounding the issues of gender for the parishes and schools and I learned so much and and you know if you are someone that struggles with gender or or you know someone that does, um, I think that First and foremost, like, in no way does the church not agree that you have an experience of reality that is true for you. And that is that you, you might not feel, like, the, like a lot of people feel disconnected from their genitalia. And that no one in the church is saying you're lying or that this is, you know, this is all bull crap. Like, no one, no one is saying that. It's a very real experience, but it doesn't mean that you are not what your genitalia is. What it means is you have a wound. Like so many of us do, I have wounds. They're just different than someone that has gender dysphoria. Yeah. Um, Go ahead.
1: No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Please. Um, So when I give talks, I love what you said because can we teach the truth and at the same time love the person? Yes. And recently one of my godchildren, she uh, is suffering from anorexia, she was telling me, look, I, you know, I just think I'm fat. Do I believe that she feels that way? Yes. Exactly. But she is so thin. Yes. That she has got to have, you know, that she probably will has to be hospitalized. So she
0: has, she's clinically anorexic. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: That's right. So to me, that's similar to this other.
0: It's exactly you know, like yeah, that. Problem. Yeah,
1: problem. And, and so even St. John Paul said in the Theology of Body, there's this one line. He said, man, meaning men and women, have difficulty identifying with their bodies. Yes, I mean, he kind of like almost was a prophet with regard to what's coming, in, so you know, true. our way. Yeah, so so long ago. And so that's one of the things yeah. that um, I'm hoping that the theology body and the body matters, which my team and I put together, will help children at a young age. Like, yes. Oh, of course I'm a male. Of course I'm female because my body. The way I yeah. put it is not sex organs, but it's right. I have a boy body. Yep. I have a girl body. That's, in
0: our family, we call them boy parts and girl parts. There you yeah.
1: go. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. And then another thing is, why do people say, let's say it's a young man, I feel like a girl? Right. Oftentimes, at least this is what we say in this book, um, Bodies May Male and Female, mm-hmm. it's based on stereotype.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yes, just I'm so because glad you you're not good
1: at sports or whatever. And me, I'm really good at sports. I'm sure I could beat you on anything. Right. And, but <laughs> I know I'm a female who's athletic. Yes. You know, and so, uh, yeah. I just... I'm
0: so glad you brought up the stereotypes thing because, uh, you know, a lot of that confusion stems from uh, a lack of education, a lack of understanding on the part of maybe the parents or the teachers or, or other people that maybe observe, like, why, why is that little boy playing with a doll? Does he want to be a girl? And then, uh, you know, in, in today's society, it's so easy to jump to this conclusion like, oh, I guess I have a little girl instead of a little boy. No, uh, you have a little boy that in this moment is playing with a doll. Who cares? Move on. Amen. <laughs> you know, but what we do is we have to, we feel like this compulsion to jump to a conclusion and, and we, we have to figure out what this means. And, and, and that is the sin. The sin is, uh, is uh, And, and it, you know, I don't mean to be too cruel either on people that just don't know any better. But what I mean is, like, that's where some of the biggest mistakes happen is, like, you know, you think culturally. What are these cultural norms that we're misappropriating as being about the sex of the person? You know, historically, we had ancient Egyptians where the men wore makeup. Like, that didn't make them unmasculine or immasculine, whatever the proper thing would be. I'm, I'm Cuban, so I can get away with whatever I want there. But... <laughs> But we look at these cultural norms that now we're saying, oh, well, that means that that person's confused. Or, gosh, I'm on video all the time or on stage, and I have to wear makeup sometimes or else people get blinded and I just look awful. I'm not wearing it right now, and it's probably evident. If you watch some of my other episodes, you'll notice I'm wearing makeup. And let me just tell you, people, I'm not confused. I'm a man. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) No, but we need to just be so careful to not jump to conclusions, not feel this compulsion to fix. Be, like, let the kid play with a doll; it doesn't have to mean anything. Um, and and we don't need to be obsessed about that.
1: Yeah, and there's a really good institute in Austin. Um, it's called the Austin Institute. And Very creative. They, I know, <laughs> and they have these statistics. Like, there was only one gender ideology, identity clinic in like 2015. Now there are 60. And do you know how many girls are trying to have sex changes to boys? 80%.
0: 80%?
1: So to me, it's we women, we girls don't understand the truth of femininity. And when you don't understand the truth of who you are as a a female, then of course, like, Well, guys are better and more public, so let me, you know, so to me, so much in this society is going against femininity.
0: Somebody just commented, uh, Pete FC said, my aunt would call me a sissy if I played with a doll. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Listen, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. I have two daughters. You best believe this grown man plays with dolls. (laughs) Am I a sissy? No.
1: You don't look like one. (laughs) Oh.
0: Monica, thank you. <laughs> that's so sweet of you. Um, so all of this to say, we all have wounds. So many of us have trauma. And it, there's a spectrum of, of, of the uh, severity of trauma, right? Um, and something as simple as for me, my self-consciousness about the, the uh, angle of my nose beca- because of some physical trauma that happened in a baseball accident, and it'll, it'll forever be just slightly off-centered, I, that's trauma. Is it super significant? No. But it's there, and we all have those things. And so on this spectrum of trauma and wounds, we all have areas to heal. I would love to work towards being in a place where I just stopped caring about my nose, right? There's a reason I'm sitting on this side of the table so that the camera (laughs) angles catch the the more reasonable side of my nose. Um, But the point is, like, you know, in in the case of my nose, I am not gonna spend time in therapy to deal with my nose. You know, I've gotten by, but But there are wounds and trauma that can be dealt with and should be dealt with. And the solution is not some Band-Aid, which now the Band-Aids are becoming surgery. The Band-Aids are becoming um, living a a same-sex lifestyle. And what we're really not getting at is, I have to be honest with you, and I'm saying this as someone who has a lot of very close family members, very close friends who are living safe, uh, same-sex lifestyles. Uh, or or are attracted to people of the same sex. I'm saying it as someone that is in that world in that way, and I love these people dearly, Um, truly. And (laughs) what I I can also tell you, I have never met a single person that is attracted to others of the same sex who was not uh, uh, wounded as a child or abused sexually or in other ways. I've, I've yet to meet a single one we all have wounds. I have wounds I haven't mentioned. It's not just my nose. But the point is that theology of the body for me in in my upbringing, uh, in a divorced household, in my upbringing where I was addicted to pornography and I just hurt so many girls by using them and not seeing the dignity in them. Theology of the body and what you guys are doing to bring these uh, messages and truths to a young demographic where they need it, um, I mean, I got addicted to porn as early as sixth grade. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Like video porn. It wasn't just like, oh, I found a, a you know, nudie magazine. Like, it was like real video porn, and I was addicted from a young age. Um, if I had had the backbone, spiritually, morally, theologically, of understanding my dignity, the dignity of the women in porn, the dignity of the women I was using, the work you guys are doing is so important, and I just want to thank you on a personal level. Um, theology of the body has been healing to my soul and my wounds, and and it was immediately so. I mean, the first night that I attended a theology of the body event, uh, I did it. I did so somewhat begrudgingly because I wasn't really Catholic at the time, and and it changed everything. It changed everything, and I was head over heels for the church afterwards because I knew that what I had just witnessed in in that in the messages of that night it was Christopher West. Um, And I I knew that what I had just learned was going to be the key to my healing and to healing the world.
1: Absolutely. Um, Cardinal Stafford said, our problem nowadays is a Christian anthropology. We don't know who we are. Yes. And so what you are saying to me, your journey is, here's who I am. I'm a man who's wounded, but I know Jesus Christ can heal me and you know, uh, that, that we're made to be a gift. Yes. You know, it's not an accident that you're interviewing me and and others. You are giving the gift of yourself by, you know, doing this apostolate, you and your wife. And so that, that's how we find ourselves as well. So praise God. Congratulations. Monica, I,
0: I can't thank you enough for the work you're doing. I hope to stay in touch with you. Um, we, we have a show on Awakened Catholic called Naked Without Shame, and I know that they will wish that they were here to interview you for their show. Uh, but we'll have to stay in touch and, and find some ways to collaborate as organizations. And, yeah, you're great, Monica.
1: Great. So if anybody wants to um, look at our website, tobit.org. Yes, tobit.org. T-O-B-E-T, T-O-B-E-T. T-O-B-E-T.
0: T-O-B-E-T. 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 Yeah.
1: Thanks again, Nick. It's been enjoyable.
0: Thank you, Monica. God bless you. And thank you, Select International Tours for sponsoring this episode and our presence here at the momentum 21 conference of the Catholic marketing network. Uh, this is the first of many live streams we'll be doing throughout the week here. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us in the comments. God bless you guys. And we'll see you next time on the awakened Catholic show. Peace.